you know, there are certain things we have in our lives where when we're doing it, we feel our most alive or when we're doing it, we feel this vibrational frequency that's like, oh, like the world opens up. You feel the light, you feel the lightness, you feel the emotion, you feel the freedom. It's like, this is the feeling, this is it. And for me, it's horses. Kat Sadler now. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Kat Sadler now. It's Kat. How is everybody doing? Are you doing good? You feeling all right? How is life treating you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. (laughs) I tell you what, guys, you are about to experience yet another solo episode. I thank you for pressing play. We drop a new episode every single Tuesday. And you know I love to mix it up, but I feel like it's story time again. I feel I'm feeling pulled to share some more of my reflections and some things that are happening in my world. And I got the loveliest review from Charlotte. Charlotte left me a review on Apple Podcasts, and it kind of fueled me to kind of go with my gut feeling and and share another solo with you guys. But this is so nice that I have to actually read it to you. She says she is a loyal listener since day one, and she says... I enjoy all your interviews about life, love, health, new trends, but I really do love when you have your solo episodes and talk about what's going on in your life with Greg or your family. I'm paraphrasing here because it's really long, this review, but she says, you get real and honest. It feels like you're talking to us like we are one of your best friends. So that's so nice. And you are my, all of my virtual best friends and She gave me some nice words of encouragement and lots of red hearts. So thank you for leaving that review. And thank you for for reaffirming that sometimes when I just get on here and babble that, you know, there's some kind of quality heading into your ears from my lips. So anyway, I do want to encourage you guys to go back and listen to any of the episodes you maybe missed because I am so proud of these conversations and they are all very different and they all do offer a little something different. So go back and catch up. I highly encourage you to do that. You know, if you missed them, they they still have a lot of value. I'm thinking back on happy gut, happy life with my friends from Juno World. We had a just killer conversation about all things health and the body and how we're fueling our gut, how we're sleeping, how all of these are interconnected, how our energy levels are affected, these kinds of things. It's really, really important as it pertains to our vitality and how we move through our days. I had a wonderful, really raw and chill exchange with Rachel Zoe. I feel like it was a conversation unlike many that she's done or many that I've even had with her over the years. It was really great to kind of get to know her take on aging, how she feels about it, what she's doing about it, how she wishes all women would speak about it. So go back and listen to that one as well. There are just a lot sprinkled throughout the last couple months. But why are you here today? So horses have been on my mind. Horses. 
I'm here to talk about horses. Giddy up, y'all. I was riding a couple days ago at this beautiful ranch called High Horse Malibu. And they do trail rides. And it's the second time that I have ridden there. And this time I took Greg as his kind of final stop on his little birthday tour that I planned for him. And oh my God, we had the most amazing, amazing time. But I was sitting on Pepper high above the Pacific Ocean in the mountains. And it's just so spiritual for me. I've always felt such a connection to horses. And I thought, you know, this is a part of me that I am intimately familiar with and that I think about. And horses are on my vision board and I have horse art and horse sculptures. And I've always just had such a connection with horses. But I thought, you know what? That's one part of me I've never really talked about or shared in depth with my audience. And so then I kind of got going through my memories and in my past. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to share how this kind of came to be for me and why horses are so meaningful to me. And then I'll just even add to that, that on last week's show, I told you that we are moving and we found our, I think, forever home. And on this property that we bought, it's outfitted for horses, you guys. It's it's a horse ranch. And at first it was like, oh, that's so not us. We won't use the land that way. But it really kind of is and it really might be. And so all of my dreams have kind of been bubbling up. Owning a horse, caring for a horse, my own horse has always been on my bucket list. And it was one of those things, you know, living in the middle of LA, I was like, oh, you know, when is that ever going to happen? One day, one day. And I kept thinking way down the line, you know, when I retire or something, Maybe I will have a horse. But the reality has been presented to me again. And we have on this land at our new home, which by the way, we just got the keys. It's official. There are horse stalls and there are corrals. And so we're kind of at this point where like, do we get rid of all that and open the land up for other things? Or do we actually lean in? And maybe not tomorrow, but certainly phase two or three of this new life that we're building. So how did horses come into my realm? Why do I have such a connection? Well, I'm going to take you way, way back. And it's kind of wild, okay? Because my family is from Indiana, and there's a small town called Martinsville, Indiana. And both of my parents' parents are from this small town and raised their kids there. So my grandparents were there for many, many years. Sadly, all of my grandparents have passed on now, but Frida and Bob were in real estate in Martinsville, Indiana. And this is my mom's mom and dad. And Frida and Bob had a farm and they had it for many, many years. And it wasn't like your typical like chickens and cows and milk and the cows and that kind of farm and no corn or anything, but they had land. So they had a farmhouse and they had it on, I want to say it was hundreds of acres in Southern Indiana. So as a little girl, and I, I hope I'm not butchering this. I wish my mom were here to verify my memories, but 
grams and grandpa had horses on this land and they had someone kind of run the horse business. So they boarded horses for other people who had horses and they would ride on the land. And so as a young girl, my earliest memories were being kind of horse adjacent. We didn't live there. They weren't ours. Ooh, but my mom does have some really good stories about this land being haunted in a good way. Ooh, I'm going to save that one for another podcast. The ghosts that would literally constantly appear in my mom and dad's lives when they were married. Oh my God. But anyway, horses were there. So we would go and I was exposed to horses as young as two years old. But my first real memory of being on that farm and being on the land and seeing the horses. And I, guys, I actually remember this. I got behind a horse, which is the cardinal sin. Do not walk right behind a horse. You can spook them. Cardinal rule, cardinal sin. Don't think I butchered that. But I got kicked by a horse. I was two years old. And to hear my mom tell the story, I was literally punted into the air high and crashed down onto the ground and unconscious or had a concussion. And I can't remember the extent of the injuries, but I, it was enough that I went to a hospital. And it was enough that you guys, I had an imprint of a horse hoof on my little bitty baby chest when I was a little girl. No joke. To the point that even as I've like seen doctors over the years, my ribs are a little malformed. And when I'm really thin, I'm even thinking about this now. Like I remember I posted a bikini pic like five years ago and I was like going through it and I was at my thinnest and like my ribs were protruding and people were talking shit to me on Instagram. And I was like, y'all, I have like malformed ribs. And I really do think it's because of this horse incident, because like one of my ribs is like short or uneven. I don't know if we all have the same amount of ribs, but like on one side, it's like I have stunted, a stunted shape or something. I'll never, I guess, know that for sure, unless I go look deeply into that. But my point is my first experience with a horse was pretty traumatic. And my mom was worried sick and, um, and you'd think that that would have deterred me or scared me from being around a horse forever. I even had my brain scanned last year from Doc Amen. I don't know if y'all ever saw that episode. Go and watch on his platforms. It is quite fascinating. And, you know, they ask you, have you ever had any type of like head injury or a car crash or any kind of accident? And, and what came to mind for me right away was, when I was two, I was like nailed by a horse and hit the ground really hard. So don't know if that that's what's wrong with me. Now I know what's wrong with me. No. Addie. Ladies, did you know that one of the most common complaints from women about their sexual health is a frustrating low libido? Our sex drives can decline, but it's also treatable. Addy, or phlebanserin, is FDA-approved and has been clinically proven to increase sexual desire in certain premenopausal women who are bothered by a low libido. 
that feel like you've lost your desire and you want to get it back, stop falling for the snake oils and ask your doctor about Addy today or go to Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I.com. Addy is for premenopausal women with acquired generalized hypoactive sexual desire disorder, HSDD, who have not had problems with low sexual desire in the past, who have low sexual desire no matter the type of sexual activity, the situation, or the sexual partner. The low sexual desire is troubling to them and is not due to a medical or mental health problem, problems in the relationship, or medicine or other drug use. Addy is not for use in men or to enhance sexual performance. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is increased if you drink one to two standard alcoholic drinks close in time to your Addy dose. Wait at least two hours after drinking before taking Addy at bedtime. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is also increased if you take certain prescriptions, over-the-counter or herbal medications, or have liver problems. Low blood pressure and fainting can happen when you take Addy even if you don't drink alcohol or take other medicines. Do not take if you are allergic to any of the ingredients in Addy. Allergic reactions may include hives, itching or trouble breathing. Sleepiness, sometimes serious, can occur. Common side effects include dizziness, nausea, tiredness, difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep, and dry mouth. See full PI and medication guide, including box warning at addy.com forward slash PI or call 844-PINK-PILL. Go to addy.com and use code CAT for a $10 telemedicine appointment to find out if Addy is right for you. But anyway, this horse accident does come up for me. And, and the truth is, emotionally, energetically, it did nothing but draw me to horses. And maybe that's because as I grew a little older, and I I moved with my family back and forth between Indianapolis and Martinsville when I was in my elementary school years, but the land would change hands over time. So my grandparents owned it for a while. My parents, when they were married even before I was born, lived in that farmhouse for a while. And then I think they rented the home out for a while. But it was when I was maybe in middle school, my parents bought a horse for the first time for my sister, Jane. And that is when I started riding horses, like actually riding. I can't remember, I think it was like a quarter horse. It was blonde, oaky color. And I got so comfortable on this horse. I was just so fearless. And maybe that's when we're young and, you know, God, we do everything so well when we're young. We ski, we try all these really adventurous things, and we don't even think twice. And that's how I was with this horse. I just loved it. And I remember, if I'm honest, middle school, end of middle school for me, 13, 14 years old, that became a somewhat turbulent time for me personally. My mom and my stepdad were really on the outs. There were some tough times that were really percolating in our home life. And I remember I was so ballsy that I got on this horse bareback and didn't even think anything of it. I would just take off on this horse and I would I would take off on these hills and I was I don't even know what adults were around if any were around but I found a freedom in these rides. I found an escape in these rides. I found my soul partner in this horse. And I just had such a feeling and such a connectedness. You know, here's a a creature that is so strong and so able and so grounded that could go anywhere, right? Like 
those wild open spaces for me at that time in my life were medicine. And so that's when my love of horses, I think, was really born. What's interesting is that then when I was 16, I think we got, I know we got rid of that horse. I don't remember why. I don't remember why we only had that horse for a while. And then the farm sold and it left our family's hands. And that kind of era, that season of horses vanished, really. And God, my memory, I wish I could remember better. I literally tried to call my sister a minute ago because I really am trying to remember this. Let's try, let's call her. We're going to call her. She wouldn't answer right before I started, but let's just see if she answers again because this is the part of the story where I don't remember the details and I want to remember the name of this horse so bad. Hey, good morning. I apologize. I missed your call. Can you turn down whatever TV or device is on in the background? And I promise that I won't use this unless you give me explicit permission to do so. But hi, you're on Cat Sadler now. Well, good morning. <laughs> good morning. I have a question for you. Okay. So I'm doing a solo episode and I was telling everybody about my love of horses and I was just going through our lives and I was... I rode a horse a couple days ago, which I'll tell you all about later, but I was trying to remember the story of when... We were in Martinsville, and I want to say I was in middle school. You were in high school, and you, we, you got a horse, and and why, and and what what happened? Like I knew we had the farm, and I knew we had some land, and I can't remember like who owned it at the time, if it was Grams or Grandpa or Mom or whatever. But but you got a horse, didn't you? And why? And what was it? And did it have a name? Okay. Well, yes, there were a couple times we had horses. Let's not forget the time when you were little. Well, I told that already. I told okay. that whole bit. They know the history, but like when, what, when did we actually own a horse? I honestly, I know I was about probably 16, I would say, 15 or 16. The horse's name was Lee mm. and it was a Palomino and we did keep it on the farm, and the people that rented the home next to the barn, they took care of it for us because we didn't live there, and obviously you have to have daily care. And then after a while, I mean, I used to go and ride Lee and enjoyed it, but it ended up that I think the horse had gotten older, and so there was a family that wanted to, I think, purchase or adopt it, you know, that was basically way out in the middle of nowhere. And this probably isn't relevant to your story, but I just remember I had to ride it bareback on these back roads. Yes! We didn't have a saddle. And mom followed me in the car and we like literally, I don't even know how far away it was. It seemed like it was quite the journey. Oh my gosh, mom followed you in the car behind you? We had to do it. We had to do it somehow, so... You must have been the one to teach me because I was, This is these recollections are pretty in line with what I was telling everybody, but... I remember I rode Lee, couldn't remember his name. It was Lee. I love that mom's middle name. But I I couldn't remember. I rode him bareback also. And that was, I mean, just on the on the farm. Like I, it was probably because we didn't have like a, a ranch hand or anybody. Like we were just kind of did it, didn't we? Like it was like DIY horse stuff. Yeah, for sure. And then, I mean, you went to camp like I did when we were little and there was always horseback riding and stuff there. So Mom had a huge love for horses, as you recall, mom and dad. Yes. And back a long time ago, they used to, you know, 
actually board horses out at that same barn at yep. the farm. Yep. Yep. So it's been a history of a lot of love for horses for sure. I know. I was telling everybody about that. You're going to have to listen to this episode because now if you let me, I'm going to put this on the episode, but it's all about horses and you'll just have to wait and listen. But I was, I was trying to remember that, that phase in particular, because I got a lot of horse stories, but, but yeah, Lee. And did you ask for that horse? Did you like, were you begging for it? Cause it was yours. It wasn't mine. Yeah, I, I'm sure I did. I'm sure I was, you know, if it was any kind of an animal, but especially the horse and yeah, I mean, it was very cool to have, you know, I mean, they're, yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm going through all kinds of stuff for when we were out at the ranch and we rode horses on, you know, out at the J.W. Jones Ranch. Remember in that one horse I took off on a buck me up in the air? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of horse injuries, I mean, that's how I started this whole this whole episode was m- my first memory of horses is when I got kicked by a horse. I mean, who would have thought that I'd have such a love for these animals? Because were you there when I got kicked into um, the sky? Yes. I, I mean, and granted, I think you were about three, weren't you? Well, I said two. I don't know. We'll have to two call mom three. next. Yeah. And, but I remember, you know, just a few oh. years older, I remember that. It was tra- pretty traumatic. Really? Oh, yeah. Because you had just been wandering around and <laughs> that was Sam. That's who kicked you. Sam? Sam? Yeah. Sam was the horse that kicked you. She was the first horse we had and you got up behind her and she just got spooked and she kicked you. Oh my gosh. You went flying and it just like <gasps> knocked you out. Did you see me fly through the air? I don't know if I did or if I just feel like I did. Yes, yes, yes. You know what I mean? Yes. <gasps> but it's by the grace of God that you did not die. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, you could have. If he, if that horse would have kicked you in the head and Oh my stomach. God. Yeah. Yeah. It was my chest. It was my... um. Because I think I had a little like hoof mark. I'm not joking. You did? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Wild. Aw. Well, you just added some real color to the story, Jane. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. I love you. And I, I wanted, I don't know, a cutout or whatever, but I just also want to tell you, I, I got to get caught up, but I know I'm super pumped for you and everything that's going on. That's super cool. I know. She's talking about the horse ranch I was telling you guys about. Okay. Well, I'm going to call you offline. When we're not recording in a little bit, thank you for calling me back. And I guess before I let you go, I explained why I love horses and why I have such a personal connection. And you have a connection to literally all animals uh, on the planet. And But why horses? Like, what do you think is unique about this particular creature? Oh, gosh. I say every time you look into the eyes of a horse— I think they're looking back and seeing in your soul. I think they're incredible. And I think they're the most amazing, one of the most amazing creatures God has given us for sure. My God, you're going to make me cry. You just said it so profoundly. That's exactly it. I think that's it because they see you. When I yeah. see a horse, they I feel like they see all of the me. you. Yes. The you inside yep yes (laughs) i love you i'll talk to you later i love you too have a good day you too bye 
So I know I talk a lot about aging. Last year's big headline was the fact I got a facelift. So yes, the vanity piece is there. We all want to really look great, but we want to feel good also. And I kid you not, I think I've never been more excited to partner with anybody on this show because longevity is it. Aging, feeling good is so critical and we want to prevent disease and we want to have vitality. I discovered Fatty 15 and I want to tell you all about it. It is life-changing. This is an incredible scientific breakthrough in the world of healthy aging and longevity. C15 is the first essential fatty acid to be discovered in 90 years, you guys. Studies have confirmed it's three times better, broader, and safer than just an omega-3. The story is really cool as well. The co-founder of Fatty15, her name is Dr. Stephanie Van Watson, she discovered C15. It's the first essential fatty acid to be discovered, like I just said, in 90 years. She was working with the U.S. Navy to improve the health and welfare of dolphins in San Diego, which how cute is that? Her goal then was to help them live longer with less chronic illness. Then she discovers Fatty 15. It is pure. It is science-backed. It's C15 supplement designed to support healthy aging and long-term wellness. It's made from a patented oxidation-resistant form of pure C15 derived from plants. It's vegan-friendly. It's free of flavors or fillers or allergens or preservatives. C15 is the only ingredient in Fatty 15. It is 100% pure. Okay. This leads to all kinds of exciting benefits as we age improved metabolic liver and heart health, smoother functioning joints, deeper sleep, healthier hair, skin, and nails. Sign me up, right? I have been taking Fatty 15 for even just a couple weeks. And I feel, I mean, guys, I feel good. People keep telling me I'm radiating. You know, there is a method to the madness. You're going to love it. You got to try it. Fatty 15 is on a mission to replenish your C15 levels and restore your long-term health. You can get an additional 15% off their 90-day subscription starter kit by going to fatty15.com slash cat. Use code cat at checkout for an additional 15% off your first order. Fatty 15. Guys, get familiar Go and take advantage of my discount, 15% off your first 90-day subscription starter kit. That's again, fatty, F-A-T-T-Y, 1515.com slash cat. When I was 16, my mom got remarried and I moved to the city, Carmel, Indiana, Shout out to all my Hoosier listeners. My mom married a guy with a couple horses. However, he rode English. And in fact, he was a fox hunter. So my mom got super into the world of fox hunting and riding English. And this guy had this gorgeous home. The best part about this dude, he and I kind of butt heads, not going to lie. Didn't love that chapter for really my mom, and it wasn't great personally. But the best part, the highlight of that whole season of 
our lives, which was probably all of only two years start to finish. No, actually, I remember still going back there in college a little bit. But anyway, he had actual horse jumps on his property. So my then stepbrother and I, he taught me all about riding English. And so we would get on these horses. I was jumping on the property. I, I didn't, I was never formally trained, but I loved it so much. I was just, and again, I was just fearless. So not only would we jump on these horses and ride them on the property and I was jumping on these jumps and like doing the thing. One of my fondest memories, this is how much I loved horses, is we would get up before school, Matt and I, and we would ride our horses on the side of the highway in the morning. Like there was like nowhere to go. It's like a suburban little part of Indianapolis. And we would ride the horses literally down the the grassy shoulder of the freeway in Carmel, Indiana. And this had to be like 19, what would that have been? 1989, 1990. I just had the wildest feelings from that. And I would just like the sun would come up. I'd be like on this horse and I was home. I was so home. We even, I think I did the fox hunting experience once. Fox hunting, very inhumane. (laughs) Animal lovers, PETA, this is a very, very bad thing. I really don't remember what even happens. I guess the foxes chase or I guess the horses are chasing the foxes and the foxes are chasing. I don't I don't even know what fox hunting really is. And I was just a naive little 16-year-old. And I was just, I loved the thrill of riding with a bunch of people on a bunch of horses and like going for it. That was when I could really gallop and like ride in these wild, open, hilly spaces in Southern Indiana. That was just so cool to me. So what an experience. But again, that was when I was like, one day, one day I'm going to I'm gonna have horses and I'm going to do this for real. And then as I got older, you know, anytime horses were available to me in my travels or in any of my vacations, I was always like, sign me up. Can we do horses? Can we ride some horses? You guys, I've, I've ridden in Italy and Tuscany with my kids. That was like another one of my like, ugh. Favorite all-time memories with my children. We rode through the Chianti region in Italy. That was probably back in like 2012 or something. God, that was an amazing memory. I rode horses in Italy. I also, oh, I rode a horse in Dubai when Sarah and I and JC and Chris Dillon, some of my friends who you know, we went, I went for work to Dubai and we went to the the, the red sand desert, and I got to ride a horse. People were riding camels. I was like, put me on a horse. I mean, what another just completely, I don't know how to describe it. There's just something so like electric about it and soothing all at the same time. It's like the minute I mount a horse, I am home. And the terrain, I mean, the places you can experience and the things you can see in nature when you're on a horse, for me, it's like, this is it. This is it. And then even just last year or the year before, Greg and I were in Colorado Springs and we rode horses at a beautiful place called 
Vista Verde, which I highly recommend. So we were riding horses in the snow. That was a first. It was so cool. I mean, just literally euphoric. That's how I feel. Highly recommend trying that if you never have. And then here locally, if you're ever wanting to get on top of a horse, I mean, Alisal Ranch is another beautiful property. I was just talking about that destination the other day. My mom and I rode horses there. That's in the wine region in Southern California near the San Inez area, Alisal Ranch. You can ride horses there and that's like around this beautiful lake and then just nestled in the mountains. And there are some wide open spaces there. That's why I loved it. I got to kind of turn it up the heat a little, turn up the, turn it up a notch and really ride fast. I mean, I'm just dying to like go for it. You can't always do that on a typical trail ride. But then to then, again, just, just a couple days ago at High Horse Malibu, JC introduced me to High Horse. So thanks, JC. She just randomly discovered them and now I can't get enough. Um, and again, they treat the horses so well. You can just tell the horses are happy and so beautiful. And the home they create for these beautiful animals is just really, really special. So all of this to say, I am feeling like it's time it's time after all these years of being on the outside of like looking at these beautiful specimens from afar and just getting like my taste of them or my medicine from them i really might be embarking on entering a season where horses are part of my life because even if we don't dive into the horse thing in the next even year or two years where we are moving, and I'm sharing, I guess, this for the first time, it's like right in the Calabasas, Malibu mountain region, which is horse country. You guys, like every time we go to our new house now, we're like passing people on the road riding horses. And Stokes Canyon is nearby. If you know anything about, like, I think you'd literally have to just turn on the Kardashians. That's where Kendall rides in that area, I believe. But there's horse ranch after horse ranch after equestrian center, it's all there. And so at the very least, I am going to get dialed in with one of these places and learn properly for the first time about riding. I've never had a formal like lesson, real lesson. And, and I think, I think I'm in my horse era. I think I'm entering my horse era officially. What do you think? Oh my God. To say that out loud, I'm just so ecstatic. Okay, if you guys cannot tell, I've been nerding out on all of the science available to us. My goal here is always to help you not just feel better, have more energy, feel good in your body, but look your best. So I do talk about aging a lot, but the science is there and there are certain products that actually work. One Skin is one of those. I love this company. Support for today's show comes from One Skin. And 
Their products are powered by a scientifically proven peptide called OS1. OS1 targets our fine lines and our wrinkles right where they start in your cells. Okay, so this is not just another skincare routine. It is a real science breakthrough. OS1 is the first of its kind to actually turn back the clock instead of, you know, masking the signs of our aging. They do this through their full line of face, eye, body, sun, and travel size products. So they don't just promise healthier skin. They prove it. I am in. I've been using One Skin for a couple months now. I have to say, I really love their OS1 Shield Protect and Repair SPF. It's got a 30 SPF in it. And again, this is great because it's protecting my skin from advanced UV aging. It's got the peptides. It's got 100% non-nano mineral broad spectrum UV filters and antioxidants. So because of this, it's scientifically proven to reverse UV-induced aging that I've already got. I love that. I've been using it every morning. I also have the eye and the topical that I put on my serum twice a day. I do this in the morning. I do it in the night, and I've been loving the results. Again, this is science-backed. We're getting to the root causes of aging here. Most everything else on the market, I mean, you guys have to agree, is to designed to provide a temporary reduction in visible signs of aging, just the surface symptoms, not what's going on underneath. They've got the, the proof in the pudding. They did a 12-week clinical study, and OS1 face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, diminish visible signs of aging. Wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. Okay. Get on board. Try it for yourself. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code CAT at oneskin.co. 15% off oneskin.co with code CAT. After you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show. Tell them that I sent you. Mention Cat Sadler now. It's a new year, healthier skin, that's one skin. You know, there are certain things we have in our lives where when we're doing it, we feel our most alive, or when we're doing it, we feel this vibrational frequency that's like, oh, like the world opens up, you feel the light, you feel the lightness, you feel the emotion, you feel the freedom. It's like, this is the feeling, this is it. And for me, it's horses. So pay attention to those feelings. I feel like when we look back over our lives, we can connect the dots. You know, as it's happening, maybe it's missed on us or we're not like making those connections and all of the whys we don't know or fully understand. But when we reflect on our lives and our journeys and our stories, and now as I go back and connect these dots, it's like, oh, oh, I get it. I see it. This is such a thread, a constant thread of who I am and, and who I've become and how I have arrived here at this moment. And I just, I get off on that stuff. And I invite you to look through your own life and your own history and your own story 
And pay attention to those experiences that make you feel like this, that make you feel you're most alive, that make you feel like you are home. And usher in more of that. Because I'm telling you, it is food for the soul. It is so nourishing. That is that universal energetic offering that's available to all of us. So find it, open your heart, open your eyes to it, and more of that, right? Oh my God. And I got to say, one more lovely note or message, I think it was a DM I got from another follower of mine from the Netherlands. Always still think that's so cool when I hear from somebody Hear from, yeah, somebody around the world that I've never met. Her name, I'm blanking on her name, but she left me the nicest message. And it just said, you know, I've, I've been following you forever. And she said that she's never seen me so happy and that she's never seen me radiate so much and that she can just tell that I'm in a really, really good place based on my social shares. And, you know, I wrote her back and I was like, yeah, why is that? You know, why, why, why is that? How can I say that that is in fact true? And that's true. And I, because, and what I said to her was, I believe that that is because I started getting honest with myself in ways I hadn't before. And there is such a reward when we don't lie to ourselves, don't stay in that relationship or that job or any of these places that we get stuck in that don't serve us. And how many of us go through life lying to ourselves like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, you know, he didn't treat me that bad. It's fine. It's not a big deal. You know, whatever. And we stuff it and we stuff it and we stuff the the treatment that we get from maybe an employer or a boyfriend or even a friend or a parent even. And we're just like, you just endure it and you take it and you just you go through these patterns over and over and over again, and they're not serving you. And you allow for things that aren't good for you, or you're choosing things. You're choosing partners that aren't good for you, or you're choosing to not exercise. And so your mood is shitty. And then you make bad choices when you eat. And then you like drink more than maybe you would have. You know, if we're choosing in ways that we know, at our core, aren't like serving our truest, highest potential, then we're not going to evolve. And, you know, it delays the best version of ourself. And I'm just interested in that. I am interested in getting to know her. And so the more I have looked at that and dissected it and been honest with myself in the little decisions, the big ones, but even the little decisions every day, the happier I have become because I'm letting go of all that other fat in my life, the nonsense in my life, the toxicity in my life that holds me back and holds me down. I was listening to Joe Dispenza, the, what's the name of the book? I always butcher the name of the book. Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. It's about changing for the better. And it actually talks about the neurological path 
patterns, the neurological, like cognitive pathways in our brains that are used to the habits. Like we're basically just on autopilot doing the shit we've always done our whole lives. And unless you challenge that, you're going to get the same you've got your whole life, right? And he taught me a trick just the other day, which I love. I'd never heard this. And he said, the next time your thoughts lie to you, oh, I don't really feel like working out. It's no big deal. I'll just do it later. Oh, oh, what's one glass of wine? Who cares? It's fine. It's just French fries. It's no big deal. And I hate to keep using food as a example, but truly like that's when we are tempted a lot. And if your body is your temple and you're trying to live with clarity and you're trying to be healthy and you want your gut to work for you and you want to fight off disease, these are all things I'm interested in. Then these things do matter because they do accumulate, you know, the cumulative body burden. Darren Aline taught me that phrase. Previous podcast, go listen. Then we want to choose. You know, we have a choice in all of these moments that make up our hours and our days, right? But Joe Dispenza taught me the next time that happens and we are being tempted or our, our minds lie to us and or we have the option to go left or right, but right is better for us. He said to say out loud the word change. And as you are at that crossroad to maybe not text the ex back or not slide into some old habit that you're trying to beat or stop smoking or whatever it is for you, you have that moment. We all know that moment. And if we're awake, we're better at identifying it. But we say, oh, this is the moment where I can be tempted and do what's easy. Or I can take this moment, this moment of temporary sacrifice that maybe isn't the easy thing. And I say change and I get real conscious about it. It's so helpful because for me, I've been doing this literally the last couple of days. It, it puts everything into the conscious versus your subconscious and you're more awake and present to the choice. And therefore, you're kind of creating new neuropathways that will help you to let go of those old bad habits and patterns and create new healthy ones. I hope that makes sense. The book is Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And I highly recommend it. Joe Dispenza, I've had this audiobook. I think it's like 10 hours long, but I keep coming back to it over and over again. I think that's like his OG book. So yeah, I think that's part of the journey and getting to a better place and getting to a, a happier, more peaceful part of my life and getting to a place where horses are actually a possibility for my, my life. It's something that I've dreamt about forever. And I just feel like the universe is going, okay, we think you're ready now. How cool. How cool. I'm ready. So that's that's our story time this week, kids. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. I, I'm really excited. I'm really, really ecstatic about what might be next. I have a lot to learn. 
but I'm so intrigued. Learning is so cool. I've got to make space for it. But maybe that's part of this empty nesting time in my life. You know, you raise your kids and and then you have a little more open space to, to go back to self and share part of this journey with you guys. So I love being able to do that here on Cat Saddler now. As always, dying to know what you think and how you feel and what you gained or what you didn't like about these episodes. Go to Apple Podcasts, leave me a review if you would, or just share the episode on your socials. Screen grab it, tag me, follow along at at Cat Saddler now on IG. Love y'all so much. I wish, I wish for you happiness and peace and letting go and dropping the old stuff that isn't serving you because I think when you do that I believe that when you do that the universe rewards you with all the the magic sure is a beautiful day see you next week you guys thank you so much for hanging out with me on Cat Sadler now don't forget to rate and review the show and make sure you're subscribed or following so you never miss an episode it sure is a beautiful day I'll see you next time truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.